Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and True Social. And of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Aha, a little Hail Columbia, the introductory song, the uh, theme song, for lack of a better term, for the Vice President of the United States. A fitting intro. Kudos to Dave for finding this song. You know, you can always count on Dave. Mike Pence served as the 48th Vice President of the United States from 2017 to 2021 under President Donald Trump. He previously served as the 50th Governor of Indiana from 2013 to 2017. He was also a member of the United States House of Representatives from 2001 to 2013. It is an honor and a privilege to welcome him to the show, Mr. Vice President. Thank you, sir, for joining us this evening. Well, thanks for having me on the John Whitmer Show. First off, Mr. Vice President, uh, let me thank you. And, and I just I, I want to say this because I, right now there are some, and uh, in my you know sphere, uh, you know, in our party, that that you know probably don't. Uh, who knows? They might even get mad at me for saying this, but I want to thank you for taking a, a principled stand in defense of of American democracy at a, at a perilous time. For our country, uh, you know, you stood up for constitutional principles, and it, it it couldn't have been easy at that time. You know, back in January sixth, twenty twenty one, and I want to thank you for that. You should be commended 
for that, sir. And, and I think it's it's high time that, that enough more Republicans, we can't put January 6th behind us until we start acknowledging what happened and thanking the people who did the principle the right thing then. So I want to, right out of the gate, I want to thank you for doing that, sir. John, I'm very humbled by that and, uh, and, and very grateful uh, for your words. So January 6th was a tragic day, um, but thanks to the courage of law enforcement, uh, capital and federal, the Violence was quelled, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll always believe that I did my duty that day under the Constitution and the laws of this country. And uh, at the end of the day, we, we reconvened the Congress and completed our work for the peaceful transfer of power. Uh, but but I will tell you, I've, uh, I just have, have been so encouraged as I've traveled around the country since we moved back here to Indiana by the, the number of people who have uh, understood that, American people love the Constitution under, and understand the Constitution. Uh, and uh, But I, I have to tell you, I've, I've also been heartened at the enthusiasm people around the country have for getting back to the policies of the Trump-Pence administration um, that rebuilt our military, created record economic growth, energy independence, a conservative Supreme Court. And, uh, and that's what I've been working my heart out over the last year and a half. And that's what brought me to Kansas on Friday of this week to support Derek Schmidt for governor. Well, and you know, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because it does seem like Republicans are focused on the future. Democrats are are focused on the past. I mean, you know, congressional Democrats finally wrapped up their, their kangaroo court, the committee hearings, you know, regarding the January 6th events. And it it sure seemed to many of us, I'm sure you were watching that the whole process was, was one-sided it was partisan. It was highly politicized. Uh, you know, Mr. Vice President, I, I mean, what did you think? You you watched the whole thing. It it just seemed like there was they had a narrative. They wanted to push that narrative, and they weren't interested in hearing any other uh, side of the story. Yeah, and look, the American people have a right to know uh, yes. what happened that day and why and make sure it never happens again. But, yes. But I have to tell you, uh, I was very concerned from the outset at the partisan nature of this committee. You remember, I served in the Congress for 12 years. Right. Uh, proudly served with the likes of Senator Jerry Moran and Mike Pompeo and other great Kansans. And uh, the idea of a committee where the Democrat Speaker of the House dictates who sits on the committee, uh, <laughs> as opposed to both parties having members, that that was uh, that was offensive to me from the very beginning. And as I said last fall, I was uh, I, I, I'll always believe in my heart of hearts that we did our duty that day, but I was not going to allow the Democrats um to use that tragic day to distract attention from their failed agenda or to demean uh, the aspirations of 74 million Americans that supported uh, our administration through every single day. And I I will tell you that uh, elections are always about the future, John. You put it very well. And, and uh, I think the reason why we're going to win the majority in the House, the majority in the Senate, and uh, why we're going to elect great conservatives like Derek Schmidt uh, and governorships around the country is is because the American people see Republicans talking about the future, talking about their challenges and bringing to bear policies that we proved during the Trump-Pence administration work to create prosperity, advance security, secure our border uh, and respect our values. You know, Mr. Vice President, you mentioned the, the 74 million and some of us, you're included in that 74 million figure. The president of the United States recently called us all neo-fascists. He, he demonizes those who didn't vote for him. 
Uh, I mean, it's just, I, I saw a tweet, by the way, your, your Twitter feed is fantastic. It's at Mike underscore Pence. Folks need to follow you. But you tweeted recently that leaders in this nation's capital have never been more out of touch, more intent on imposing their agenda, or walking out on people who don't have the same point of view. And as I watch President Biden with that, you know, the, the black speech with the red lights behind him, and he, he, he talks about those who didn't vote for him, it, it's such, it's frankly scary. It's, it, it, he demonizes, it, it goes back to the basket of deplorables. But even then, that what, what we're hearing now from the White House is so, it's so divisive. Well, the reason, the reason why the Democrats are going to get shellacked on November the 8th uh, is for the reasons you just said. I mean, I'll never forget the moment when, when Hillary Clinton uh, referred to half of the country as this basket of deplorables. I, I, I called her out hard the next morning and said, they're not a, they're not a basket of anything, Hillary. They're Americans. Right. They deserve your respect. And frankly, the, the desperation uh, that uh, – that the the Biden administration is reflecting, you know, because look, I mean, what the policies that Joe Biden and Laura Kelly have been advancing across the country and and here in Kansas have failed the American people in one step or another. I mean, they essentially their policies, the policies of the American left have weakened our country at home and abroad. Uh, the American people know it. And so they're uh, they're just grasping at straws. It's uh, you know, it's another reason why I think you're you're seeing the Democrats. They're they're talking about the past. They're um, attempting to demean uh, people with whom they differ. And uh, and of course, uh, in, in the wake of a, of a, a historic decision that gave the American people a new beginning for life. Yes. Um, they're they're focusing on that issue and using it, uh, trying to politicize it when. When uh, I think more and more Americans are realizing what the Supreme Court did was simply return. And I'm pro-life. I don't apologize for it. I welcome that decision with all my heart. But all, all the Supreme Court did was return this question of life to the states and to the American people. And, uh, uh, and for, for 49 years, the, uh, the Democrats were more than happy to have the Supreme Court uh, usurp the role of states in the democratic process on that question. Now it's been returned to the American people. And, uh, and not only is that where it belongs, but I, I truly do believe that that uh, it's just one more example of, of Democrats trying to talk about issues in this election other than the things that, that are, have resulted from their failed policies. And I think it's the reason why we're going to win the House, win the Senate. And it's the reason why Derek Schmidt's going to be the next governor of Kansas, because it's those common sense, conservative values that he personifies the Republicans are articulating around the country that will carry the day. We're uh, we're talking with former Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up some of those issues that are important, the, the kitchen table stuff that matters to folks. I know you yeah. recently visited Guatemala. Border security was a major focus of the Trump-Pence administration. Under Biden's administration policies, if you just look at, at some of the, the – just the border crossings alone, they've soared to all-time highs in fiscal year 2021 alone. Customs and Border Protection experienced 1.7 million encounters. Uh, according to internal Border Patrol estimates from January through August of last year, more than 273,000 migrants crossed the border. And it looks like this year it's already sharply outpacing last year. I, I mean, 
are, are they just ignoring these facts or are they intentionally ignoring border security? Kamala Harris hasn't even been there. You were vice president. You visited the border. She hasn't even been to the border. John, it's, I, I think you framed the question perfectly there, which a lot of people think it's a failed policy. Actually, I think their policy of open borders is working exactly the way they designed it. Yes, yeah. And we have an avalanche of people, people, people in most cases who are being exploited by the cartels. Okay, let's be clear. They're suffering on both sides of the border. I mean, when I, when I went down to Guatemala, I gave them a tough message uh, about dealing with migration. What the president of Guatemala and other officials told me was, look, the message of the Biden administration is being used by the cartels to have this kind of this cash program of human trafficking where they take five, six thousand dollars to haul people up to the southern border. Um, and I, I don't even want to talk about what what uh, what Physicians Without Borders has found out about the number of young women that are sexually abused on on the on the travel north, the number of elderly people that are just left by the side of the road. These cartels are heartless, mindless organizations uh, that are, are using this, number one, to profit from 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 having tens of thousands of people essentially come across our borders since the remain in Mexico policy was overturned on the first day of this administration and they shut down the construction of the border wall. But also make no mistake about it. Um, the cartels are using this massive wave of humanity coming across our southern border to distract attention of our border patrol from the flow of illegal drugs that are coming across from drugs like fentanyl. They're literally killing thousands of Americans uh, all across this country, including in Kansas. It's just it, it you know, we know how to secure the border. John, you know, we reduced illegal immigration yeah. by 90 percent with a border wall, strong enforcement and a policy that said to people, if you're applying for asylum, you remain in Mexico. By our third year, we had reduced illegal immigration and asylum abuse by 90 percent. I can't say that often enough. I know I sound repetitive, but we ended the issue of illegal immigration. They restarted it with their policies. But people like Derek Schmidt in governor's office, Republican majorities on Capitol Hill and ultimately new Republican leadership in the White House. We can turn it all around. We can turn it around on a dime. We did it before. We'll do it again. We can secure our border. Mr. Vice President, you were here in Wichita. You mentioned recently for that rally yeah. and the fundraiser for Attorney General Schmidt. Uh, I know it's an enthusiastic crowd, and you've also been very active across the country. You've mentioned it a couple times. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the visit to Wichita, and and give me a forecast. What are you thinking? What are you seeing? You were in Congress. Uh, are we going to have a red wave? Is it red trickle? What what are your what's your forecast? You know, I was around in 2010. I was in the Congress the last time we fired Nancy Pelosi. I spent that whole year traveling the country, as I have this year, helping Republican candidates. And I'll just tell you, John, it's bigger this year. Uh, it's bigger because, you know, back then we had Obama and Biden in the White House. We had uh, the Democrats running the House and Senate. But what's different this time around a decade later is, frankly, the radical left is in the saddle in Washington, D.C., as never before in our history. I mean, Bernie Sanders lost the nomination, but he won the party. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. And the socialist left is driving policies in Washington, D.C. They're nearly $2 trillion spending bill a year and a half ago ignited inflation. I mean, their, uh, their policies of, 
uh, defunding the police have have uh, emboldened a crime wave in our cities. Their open border policies created the worst crisis uh, in our history. And I got to tell you, what I see as I travel around the country, and I I've been to about 35 states, frankly, in the last uh, 12 months is that the American people are coming together as never before. We know that we can be strong again. We can be secure again. We could be prosperous again. But it's going to take leadership that's grounded in common sense American values. And that's what Republicans are offering on the national level. And that's what that's what Derek Schmidt is going to bring to the statehouse when he becomes the next governor of Kansas. Well, your lips to God's ears on that. I, I also have to, you know, kudos to you. I saw, again, your Twitter feed, at Mike underscore Pence. You've got a new book coming out next month, November 15th. It's called So Help Me God. Um, I just saw what you had tweeted out. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I love, I, I just, I've been so impressed with you and your career. I was thrilled to see you as our vice president. Can you tell me about the book? John, you're very kind and uh I appreciated the chance to meet you along the way. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So did I, sir. So did I, sir. But I, uh, look, I uh, I had the privilege about a year ago, I was approached about writing my autobiography. And uh, um, so that book comes out on November the 15th. And really, I I hope that it, I I hope that it tells a story of just a small town guy, grandson of an immigrant, uh, son of a combat veteran, and a, a precocious mom that had a dream to someday serve in Washington, D.C., and by God's grace and a devoted wife and incredible family, the people of Indiana gave me the opportunity to serve in Congress as their governor and then as vice president. And I I will tell you, we we write all the way to the day that we left Washington, D.C. and moved back home here to Indiana. Um, But, um, you know, I I hope people see in that, uh, you know, our efforts to, to stand firm on conservative principles uh, all throughout that time. Uh, and also, I, I hope as they read about the administration that they'll see. My publisher actually described it as the most fulsome defense of the Trump-Pence administration's record that will be in print. <laughs> you know, whatever differences that uh, that me and my old running mate and I had or continue to have, uh, I will tell you, I'll uh, always be proud of the record of the Trump-Pence administration, what we were able to do. And I'll always be fighting. Uh, for the policies that will make this country strong and secure and prosperous and and reflect the values that have made Kansas and Indiana and America great. And uh, it's the reason why I'm traveling so much. It's the reason why I'm behind Derek Schmidt, because I identify with him as uh, as another guy like me, a son of the heartland who believes in, in faith and family and conservative values. He's going to be a great governor. And I hope I hope my book is a little bit of an encouragement uh, to people that uh, – that if you share our values, if you share our worldview, uh, that there's a place in public life for you. And, I, and the privileges I've had to serve are I try and capture in that book with uh, with with humility and uh, and gratitude. Well, Mr. Vice President, again, thank you for your your service to our country. You've always been a, a stalwart champion of conservative values and 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 principles. Um, and, and I know we've got to let you run. I I you know one question I think many are wondering. In the aftermath of the, the 2020 election and, and looking ahead to the midterms and beyond is where does the Republican Party go from here? You know, more specifically, how do we incorporate that the new populist message that you and President Trump cultivated with those traditional conservative values and principles that you embody that so many of us, I mean, the, 
those traditional principles that our party has stood on for years, we have to find that that happy medium. How do we do that? Well, I spoke yesterday at the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C. on just that topic, John. And, uh, you know, I, I really do believe that what what distinguishes our conservative movement is that it's always been driven not by personalities, not by a particular moment, but it's been driven by the notion that ideas have consequences. And from Ronald Reagan to Donald Trump, um, I, I describe the way the conservative movement is, you know, we've been about a strong national defense. We have to remain that. We've been about free market economics, less government, less taxes. That's what Derek Schmidt and I have always been about. We've been about the right to life and respect for faith and freedom. But one of the things that we brought to the fore in the Trump-Pence administration was recognition that border security is national security, the recognition that China represents the greatest threat to our security and prosperity uh, in the 21st century. And, uh, uh, and, and all of that, I think, is where, where the majority of the American people are living. And in the days ahead, I'm confident that, that you're going to see Republican voters sort out leadership. We're going, to have, we're going to have a great election day on November the 8th. I think you're going to elect Derek Schmidt as the governor of Kansas, and uh, I think we're going to have majorities in the House and Senate and a record number of governors around the country. But right after that, I know, I know Republican voters are going to, going to look at a deep bench, lots of great talent, and we're going to sort out the right leadership to bring all those ideas to the fore because we know and we proved in the Trump-Pence years when you put those principles into practice, America is stronger, America is more prosperous, our liberties are more secure and whatever role that uh, I and my family play in that, we'll reflect on and pray on in the days ahead. But I'm very optimistic about the future because those ideas, those American ideals always work. And Republicans are going to hold that banner high. Well, Mr. Vice President, thank you uh, again for your service. And, and thank you for joining us this evening. It, it's been an honor. It truly has been an honor and a privilege to to have you on the show. Uh, again, it's at uh, Mike underscore Pence. And the new book, So Help Me God, comes out November 15th. Best of luck with that. Thank you again for joining us, my friend. Thank you. It's been a true honor. Well, thanks for having me on the John Whitner Show. I look forward to talking soon. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave just, just, just to point that out, who was that interview with? That, that was interview with the, the vice president. Oh, okay. Okay. Put a little check mark in the, uh, in the bucket list there. We'll be taking your calls at 845, assuming we have time. But coming up after the break... We'll get a final election update from Ryan Beatty. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 